Dear Ann Landers, my husband Dear and I Abby, are in shock. I'm extremely upset. My son got married in Dear Ann Landers, I'm very happy to hear that his wife is working out of a woman here at She thinks way too much of herself. She had to get married. Dear Pod. about this i hope so ah she um star sighting she was recognized at our gathering my family came to visit and our friend andre came over and was like starstruck to meet my mother because he the first thing he said was he looked at her and he went the moth report <laughs> <laughs> so now we have to have merch made t-shirts she that needs to wear sunglasses well, I know, because the paparazzi, it's no. going to be very difficult for her to live now and maneuver around. I get it. In Boston, especially, you know, we're going to get her a hoodie. What are you looking at? Are you look? You are so jealous of the reindeer and how it was affixed to the wall. No, I'm looking at the other thing, the drunken clam. You've never seen that? Because now we're on a different side of the room to accommodate for the fabulous Christmas tree. We have changed locations of where... We are recording. And it's throwing me off a little. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. My feng shui is a little hoity-toity. We got That's some, the wrong word. We See? some overhead lighting. There's a lot of overhead lighting. I know. And now it's coming from directly above us, which is offensive. Which is why I put a full face of makeup on for you today. Great. I don't want I don't want you to see my jowls in this light. But Christmas has come to the Maha Lounge. Look around. How does it feel? It's a beautiful tree. Well, thank you very much because here's the beauty of this tree. We fold it up like an umbrella and then we shove it in the garage in its exact form. Like don't even take the the ornaments or the lights off. What? Yeah, just shove it in. All those stay on Oh, Not all. Anything glass. Look at your light configuration. I know. That takes a very long time, and my jewels does a very good job at it. I'll say. So why bother undoing it? That is gorgeous. Just drag it through the door, scrape a few things off, and then just prop it up, you I know. I need to go to Fine and Dandy and get some ornaments. I love Fine and Dandy. Mm. I love a jaunty bow tie. And that's what they do. Uh, my friend Matt Fox owns it. I think we've talked about this. Several times. Yes. So there you go. There's an endorsement right now. I'll take my 50% discount. Free ad space if we can get some money off a very expensive bow tie. Do you um, do you collect ornaments as you go? Or are you one of those people that goes to Target, buys the set, and then you're done? Collect ornaments as you go. They have to have a sentimental meaning and there is no room for crap except we do have two christmas trees now we've become that family uh-huh. so the other christmas tree is has a little bit more generic purchases for the sake of mm. the look because it oh. is a white christmas tree because my aunt jackie always had a white christmas tree and i have wanted one for my whole life so now i have a white christmas tree and the ornaments have to be appropriate for that tree does your aunt jackie still work at the lunchbox in lanford no? That's a reference I don't even get, which is shocking because I usually get off all of them. And Jackie What's, from Roseanne. Uh, no. First of all, aunt. We don't say aunt where I'm from. Okay. And second of all, never a Roseanne fan. Uh, I was in it long enough for them to switch a Becky and then I was just done. Sure. I just never really got into it that much. I only really like Laurie Metcalf. 
But what you said to me about don't fold, I don't know how to fold a blanket. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to throw a blanket. Right. I spent an hour looking up throw, okay. throw a blanket on YouTube sure. and tried to get a tutorial. And yes, there are as many tutorials as will fill an hour of your life on how to just throw a blanket to make it look like it casually landed there. Same thing with how to tie a scarf. Can't do it. Can't, I don't have these skills. And since you were not with me, I was left to my own devices to try to figure it out. But I did text you about it, and you said, as long as it's not folded on top like the blanket from Roseanne, and I forgot to send you a picture of it, I looked to my left, and it was folded <laughs> exactly like that in the other room. And I was like, he's a son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew exactly what you were talking about. And yes, I folded my blanket like the the crocheted quilt on the Roseanne set. I'm sorry. I'm trying well, to learn. I am. I want to learn. I want to be better in interior design. You live, you learn, Alanis. You choke, you learn, you cry, you learn, you learn, you learn. Is that Shakira doing Alanis? It kind of is. I can remember to forget you. She sounds like Kermit. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't really know her very well. Shakira. I have an occasional Shakira song on my on my uh, running mix. Do you ever see that commercial that she's in where she's not allowed to speak? It's a Crest commercial, and it's her, but she doesn't speak on camera. It's That's the oddest the thing. I, I'm not surprised because they're probably like, just have Shakira there just for the looks, and then she opens her mouth and she's like, I have happy gums, and they're like, no, no, no. But it's, you don't exactly know who the hell this woman is. It's like a Lena Lamont thing. Who? Lena Lamont from, isn't that from uh, Singing in the Rain? Rain. Mm. When she looks stunning and she opens her mouth and she's like, I can't stand you. That's Shakira. I like this. I was listening to a Beyonce song last night, driving in for my 12 hours from D.C. And um, it was Bills, Bills, Bills. Pay my bill, pay my credit card. It was Destiny's Child. See, I don't even listen. I never listened to Destiny's Child either. The more... I couldn't. Even, I couldn't even imagine if she like gave this to like a producer. It's like I would like to sing this song, and they're like, um, "It's just you complaining that you have to pay all these bills." That's all the song is. It's just. It's just. I don't believe it. I don't believe that you're stressed about paying your bills. How can you write a fucking song? Like, like what? Like this. This sound. This sounds like you're just bitching. The bill that you're paying to Chanel, to Gucci, what bills are you, what? No, it's bills for her her boyfriend. Like, pay my bills, pay my credit card bills, pay my... Uh, it, it goes is it, it's, a, it's what she wants her boyfriend to pay? Her boyfriend is basically someone who um, doesn't pay his own bills and asks her for money. Oh, okay. God, if I wrote a song about bills, that would be the most boring. Yeah. <laughs> like, just sitting down... Writing a check to P-S-E-N-G. I owe them $15.11. And like, yeah, this song terrible. sucks. Wow. Bills. Let me ask you this. <clears throat> Going back to your tree, what's your favorite ornament? <gasps> Do you have one? Selfish um, choice? I have, yes. There's there's sentimental ornaments on this tree. Such as? Um, It's... If you look up towards the top, right? Did you did you put us us up there, or are we going upstairs? Are we on that tree? We're all kind of all over. There's there's 
three ornaments to represent. One to represent me that somebody gave me. That, that's, a, that's a drunk redhead holding a martini glass. It looks like it's me. Oh. Uh, there's one that represents Jim, and I think it's the family guy one, right? Am I crazy? Popeye. Popeye. Popeye represents Jim, and there's a little framed picture of the nugget. Little tiny. I found the smallest frame in existence at Restoration Hardware because every now and then they have something cute and quirky. And uh, I put a picture of the nugget in there. And so he sits up towards the top because he's he's in heaven now. Mm. So family at the top. And we don't have a Scotch and Izzy one yet, do we? So we have to start where, since the family has grown. Yes, right. the family is repped up there. Do you have a favorite ornament? I do. My favorite ornament is my dog Teddy's paw that I have. Not the actual paw. I had it removed. When oh, my down. God. No, his paw, his paw print oh, in one of those little circle things. Baby. And then so I we... just made ornaments, as you know. Yes, and how did it go? Because there was decoupaging and there was drama over the size of the letters. And Correct. And there was homosexual arguing in an aisle at Michael's. Correct. There was yelling. Okay, I was with you for this. All those things are correct. Okay. I had to get the right vintage wrapping paper to decoupage on the letters. Then I had to order the right size, tiny little um, uh, dollhouse lights to affix to it oh. that wouldn't fix. And then I had to flip the letters over and then do the decoupage again. And then hodgepodge and then drill a hole, find the right um, ribbon to you know, hang it. It's a lot. And how many hours of your life That's a lot. did you waste on this? I don't this? think I should talk about it. Okay. You could have cured cancer. I, that and when I wrapped my front door. You wrapped the whole door. I wrapped the whole door. That's and a very I, New York City thing to do, though. No one in my building does it but me, probably because someone could light it on fire. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially if it's it's someone like you that wants to put a flaming bag of turd sure. on the doorstep. There's nothing wrong with that. There is nothing wrong with a little Christmas revenge. Let yeah. me ask you this. We have a Christmas tree lot right down the street. And by That's lot, in front of the Rite Aid. In front of the Rite Aid. Yeah. On 8th Avenue. Yeah. How many people take home a urine-soaked Christmas tree? I'm going to go ahead and say 100%. Right. Yes. Because they don't move them overnight. It's just Christmas trees. But does somebody guard them? Do they have a, a tree guard? Yeah. Oh, my God. There's a documentary on this. What? Really? On Netflix there was, yeah. What's it called? Urine soaked tree guard. Don't piss on my tree. (laughs) Don't piss on my tree and tell me it's raining. A documentary for Netflix. (laughs) Wow. Do they make a lot of money selling those trees? Some do. I went one year, I was going to buy it on 50th and 8th. And I was like, how much, how much is this tree? And they're like, oh, that's 110. I'm like, 110. There's urine on it. There's a homeless person that just threw up next to it. And there's a dead squirrel still inside (laughs) it. And then I went to Ninth Avenue, and I'm like, "How much is this trade?" They're like, 40 bucks." Forty bucks. Throw it in. <laughs> yes, it's like a fifty dollar discount because of a yeah, a, because a block. of the corner. Yeah. How is that any different from anything else in New York? It was great. You walk two blocks to the left, and wine is cheaper. Uh huh. But yes, it's you pay for convenience. I don't want to go past the Rite Aid to get my tree. And then, how do you get it home? Is it a When Harry Met Sally moment? No, I can't. Or is it just it. you dragging it alone? Just me carrying it. Okay. Over your shoulder? Mm-hmm. Do you how big of a tree did you get? Um, like eight feet. For a live eight foot tree? Yeah. And well, you carried well, it alone? Yeah. Do you ever cut down your own tree? 
I did it one year with my family. Yeah, we went into the woods of New Hampshire, though. Like, there wasn't a tree farm. It wasn't something like, cut your own trees in there. Me and my family took a saw, and we went into the woods of New Hampshire. This is like Christmas vacation. My whole family is, we're the Griswolds. We've been like that our whole lives. Whenever I see any movie starring Chevy Chase, I was like, that could actually, if you lifted Chevy Chase out and put my father in, it's the exact same thing. I like the the, uh, image of them driving with, the, the tree on top with the trunk or the, the roots hanging out the back of the tree. <laughs> that movie, see, that's my required Christmas view, viewing is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I, I love it. I could put that on, watch it any hour of the day. It is maybe one of the best Christmas movies I of agree. All time. We agree on this. Merry Christmas. Holy shit. <laughs> that's so good. It's got Randy Quaid. It's got everything you need. All right, I'm going in. Are you ready? I believe that I am. You prepped? We have pie. Do you want pie before we begin this? We have a lot of pie. What? No. Welcome to Dear Pod, the The Comedy Comedy Advice Advice Podcast. Podcast. I am your host, Alan Thicke. Rest in peace. Oh, then I am Tracy Gold. Oh, that makes sense. And we're coming to you from the Maha'a Bar and the beautiful... Christmassy pineapple ranch. Can I hear it? La 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 la. Look at the bells. Look at the bells. Holy crap! Here comes Jesus, and he doesn't look too happy. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas, Peter Griffin. That was my Catherine Hepburn. Did you like it, Peter? Oh, Peter. Well. We are bringing you old school advice to new school problems this week and every week. We're looking back at old timey writing advice columns to see if their wisdom still holds up, if they're full of crap, et cetera, et cetera. And if you don't know the rundown now, go back and listen. Go back and visit some old episodes of our be- ours because we're we're very bingeable now. We're we're like Netflix. Every episode is different. Every episode is sexy. Every episode takes you somewhere. Every episode is a journey. It is like life. It is a journey. It has a beginning, a middle, and God help us, an end that will hopefully come as close to the beginning as possible. You can listen to us on any place where you actually listen to podcasts, put us in your ear. Do you see how I separated the words your and ear so it didn't say put it in your rear? Mm, I would have preferred it if you said put it in your rear. Well, I mean, if they come and see us live, they could possibly do that. We do have a live show Coming down the pike in 2020. Details to be announced very soon. Very excited about that. might be busy. Well, I mean, that's fine because you've got an understudy. Mm. Is Chuck Ragsdale available? Ooh, threatening. I'm not threatened. Oh, you should be. You can take it. You guys, the opportunity for people to see us live is something that should be uh, taken advantage Uh of. Definitely, uh, because uh, Patrick uh, is sexy. No, do you do you have anything to say about this? You don't want people to see you live. I mean, people see me live all the time. People saw me live while I was walking here. People well, but saw your me live. listeners want to be able to look at your beautiful face and popped collars. Oh, he loves a popped collar, ladies and gentlemen. On my jacket. That's all. We're not. We're not at our Christmas episode yet. This episode is a grab bag. So I understand that. It's it's like uh, the Yankee swap of episodes this week. Do you ever go to a Yankee swap? What's that? When everybody brings yes. a gift of like $20. I 
love a Yankee swap because there's always the one uppity bitch that brings like a really expensive thing and then she gets my gift, which is not expensive. No, I always get a gag gift. It's got to be crappy. It's got to be like the Trump pen that talks back to you, something quirky. Uh, But there is always that one thing that people want, like a $20 scratch card or sometimes people just put in the $20 bill and then it's like a fight to the death for the good thing. Mm-hmm. I remember somebody almost cut a bitch over a Best Buy gift card one year. Oh, I love it. Some girl bought something from CB2, and mine, what I got was at the Rite Aid, because it's right there, and uh-huh. they have those, as seen on TV. They have a whole section at Rite Aid of as, as seen, seen on, on TV. TV. Those are the best sections. Like, That's where the ShamWow was born. What is the ShamWow? That's that like piece of fabric that could absorb anything, blood, urine, whatever. Why would you want that? How do you get it out? Clean up. It's it's um Silence of the Lambs clean up. How do you get it out? I, if it absorbs everything, how do you get it out? They never tell you that part of the equation. I think you just need to get the ShamWow and experience it. It's like We had a the, flood in our basement. Thank God for the ShamWow. Now I have this giant wet mattress downstairs. <laughs> it's three times the size of it because it absorbed everything. I went to the Dead Sea with a ShamWow. Couldn't get it back on the plane. Uh... The slap job, the ShamWow, the, uh, the, what's the reverse robe? The what? The, uh, the reverse robe? Yeah. The, uh, the Snuggie. That's one. That's That's an as seen on TV. That's not a reverse robe. It is a reverse robe. A reverse robe is is basically a robe. It's a Snuggie. A a Snuggie is just a robe you wear backwards. But we've all had this argument. Yeah, it's long. And you trip on it when you try to walk anywhere. I think I'm confused. I thought that's like a onesie. Onesie is different from a Snuggie. You've never had a Snuggie? I don't think so. Oh, I know what your Christmas gift is going to be this year. I know. A popped collar Snuggie. I know the texture of what you're talking about Uh because it's one of my least favorite things. Because it's staticky. Yes. People like to buy those holiday throws that... You just know like this there's somewhere like there's probably like a like a melted popsicle at the other end of uh-huh. it. The chintzy or like fabric. some jelly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it's stuck. And yeah, you take it off and your hair goes crazy because it's all static because yeah. it's not a real fiber. No, it's not a real fiber and it feels funny on your skin. Yeah. There's something weird yep. and thin and, and kind of crepey yeah. about it's it. It's not chenille, which I also don't like. Who's she? <laughs> She's oh chenille. <laughs> Chanel is just hanging off the back of my sofa like like a throw on Roseanne. She just backs up everything that you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's all. That's Chanel. All right. I'm going in. It is time. This oh. week's theme oh. is grab bag. Grab I am bags. transitioning into grabbing the bags. Oh. Uh, we're having a little palate cleanser before we go full tilt boogie into the holiday season and our holiday themes, which we are very excited about. Um, yes. We'll have Christmas, what, next week already? <coughs> In my mind, it's still summer. Is that true? Yeah, Christmas, I think, will be after this, because this will be, yeah. Mm. Then we go Christmas, then we go into the New Year's, and then nobody talk to me until January 2nd. I don't want to go back into Midtown Manhattan for a while. I need to detox and wring out my liver. All right. In the month of January. So before we do that, let's go into a grab bag. This is when we take random articles that we have stumbled upon in our search for other themes that don't, these things don't fit into any one specific theme that we've had so far, but we feel that entertaining and worth sharing. Do you have anything to say on the grab bag topic? Patrick. (laughs) Patrick. Patty. I always stumble upon, uh, 
on some of the best ones while I'm looking for something specific. Exactly. So then I have a small side file. I need to start keeping a side file. I, I, I know what you're saying, because then on a moment when we do a grab bag, you think, oh, what about that thing that I read once upon a time? And yeah. I have not been keeping a side file. I have That's a side good. piece. His name is Jim. Okay. But yeah, no side file. But I just need to look up specific. Instead, what I do is I look up specific words like Ann Landers urinate. That's right. what I put in. Uh, I put in Ann Landers kinky. And mm. these, I've gotten a couple good hits off of oh, that. Keywords are very, very perfect for this, you know. Yeah. So why don't you kick us off this oh. week? This is from the Decatur Herald, Decatur, Illinois. Monday, October 10th, 1977. You, Decatur, you broader. Bare basics massage considered improper. <gasps> oh. Dear Abby, we recently had my mother-in-law over for dinner. Afterward, she decided to show me how to give Virgil, my husband, a back rub because he'd been having some back problems. I really wasn't in favor of it, but since Virgil didn't object, I didn't. She ordered him to undress and lie face down on the bed with only a sheet over him. Then she she massaged his neck and shoulders and worked her way down his back. When she got to his lower back, she removed the sheet and started kneading his bare backside. That's when I left. She yelled, You could stay. Nothing is showing. But I didn't return until I knew the massage was over. When she asked why I left, I told her I didn't think it was proper to watch while a 60-year-old woman gave her 40-year-old son a massage with no sheet on him. She insisted there was nothing wrong with it. Meanwhile... Virgil didn't open his mouth, but after she left, he said maybe he should have stopped her. Now, Virgil's mother is, quote-unquote, terribly hurt because I didn't stay for the demonstration. She's not a professional masseuse, by the way, or therapist. Signed, Virgil's wife. I saw mommy massaging her, her son. (laughs) With no sheet to cover up his ass. Do you want to turn over now? Ew! So this is what Abby has to say. Dear wife, Virgil's mother probably meant well, but she shouldn't have gotten down to the bare basics. Having told her, having told both her and your husband what you thought of the demonstration, she should now forget it. If my mother... Ever. Jim. Massaged. Wait, was it <clears throat> her son? Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. So if your mom came over here and was like, let's have some pie. And then, Jim, how about a massage? I'm doing a terrible impression of your mother. No, that's, that <clears throat> is a perfect impression then, of my mother. If she so was Jim, like, oh, Jim, uh, I brought some pumpkin pie from Lindell's in Somerville for you now. Oh, you look so tense around the shoulders. Now go ahead, get naked. Good, get face mm-hmm. down. Let me get a sheet from up. Oh, you know what? Forget about the sheet. Let me touch your butt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep, 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 yep. Ew! I don't have any lotion, but I have this KY. Now roll over. Oh, you're fully erect. And then oh. I run out, and then she says, wait, you didn't stay for the demonstration. And you just run out to the highway and just throw I, yourself in yes, front of it. Yes, and I, it would, I regret nothing. I would jump straight off a cliff. Yeah. 
What kind of kinky shit is that? So she's not a therapist. No. She's not... Um, a massage therapist. Right, or a physical therapist in any way. No. She's just someone that's like, yeah, sometimes I give my my son a back rub. A naked face, a full tilt. Full release. That's not a... Ba- <laughs> Do you want a full release, son? Oh, what? oh God. It's like some flowers in the attic shit. I was going to say, yes, it's V.C. Andrews. Like, everybody get in get in the bathtub with your sister. Here's some cookies with some powdered sugar on them. How do you feel about that? Would you, if you had a son, would you massage your son? Absolutely not. I wouldn't have a child to begin with. Right. <laughs> let's be honest. Second of all, you don't massage your kid in front of, was it the wife or was it a girlfriend? His wife. His wife. His wife. Why... The worst part is I, because my my husband comes from an Italian family that's very touchy-feely. Like, first of all, I'm Boston Irish. We never even touched each other. I'm pretty sure, sure. like, somebody else removed me from the womb via, you know, a slide or something. We don't, we're not a huggy people. You're right. Uh, but my Jules comes from an Italian family that is very huggy, touchy-feely. Uh, yeah, I could actually see your mother giving you a massage. I'm not going to lie. That not like that. Not naked. But like, oh, my my little boy's neck. I, he different. needs help. That's different. Like, oh, let me, are you going to rub my neck? or? And he, she massaged his ass. Yeah. That's, that's not like Jim's some mom. carry shit. Like there's weird. Not Jim's mom. In the letter. No, no. He's in the letter. Yeah, Let's clarify. clarify. No. My my mother-in-law never touched my husband's in front of me at least right. so, so I can't speak to yeah, whatever happened before this but can't really confirm nor oh, deny that. My god. You know what? I actually have an article that is uh complimentary to oh, this like in that. a little way so I feel like this is perfect for me to give you the daily record from Morristown, New Jersey, January 8, 1987. Two women sharing man sounds kinky. See, aren't you curious already? Very. Dear Ann Landers. Oh, wait, this is the guy. Sorry. Dear Ann Landers, when I married my wife 15 years ago, I was positively certain that she was the woman I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. About a year later, my wife's best friend moved in with us while she looked for a job. We three are all still living together with me splitting time between the two bedrooms. Whose idea was this? Theirs. The girlfriend found a job but decided she didn't want the responsibilities of marriage. All she was missing was sex. So she asked my wife if she would share me for six months and see how it worked. Well, it worked fine. That was 13 years ago and we're best of friends. Before you call us crazy, I'd like to say, if you haven't tried it, don't knock it. Signed, having it all in San Diego. I like that he flipped the saying. Don't knock it till you try it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying it. Don't. Don't knock it. Knock it. While I'm knocking boots mm-hmm. with two random people, uh, one being the wife. All right, dear but then having she's it. Not rabbit. Well, she's not random exactly. Dear having it, I haven't tried putting my head in a cement mixer, but I'm sure I wouldn't <laughs> care for it. If you three are happy, it's your own business. But the arrangement sounds plenty kinky to me. Hey. I wouldn't mind outsourcing my jewels for six months out of the year. Let him be somebody else's problem. But they're all living in the same house. We do have the room. You do? Yeah. And uh, according to my dream that I had, this house is Is Is, is sex great. central. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, let's all start now. All you need is now. like a grotto. You, and you have space out back. We do need a grotto. 
You do. Yeah. What if you started doing that? Like you started to like slowly build like this like sex house, but now you have like neighbors with the trampolines and like kids with pools and everything. And every time they looked over the fence, it's like, you know. What do you mean, what if? No, I'm just, well then. It's like the movie 10 where she's looking across. And right. But this kid is just looking over the fence because he's jumping too high and he's just watching everyone get like nailed. Yeah. Six plowed. ways sideways. Yeah. In our grotto. But right. that's why you build the grotto for a little bit of privacy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Keep right. it contained. Yeah. And I like that you say what if as if we haven't been doing this already. Well, I've seen some of your neighbors. So I now think get that... in the swing okay. and let's do this thing. I love it. Welcome white to the leather swing. room. Right. There's always a leather room in what? every sex dungeon or story. <clears throat> well, yeah. Didn't I tell you about my friend who worked in the sex dungeon? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know if I did, but it's worth a revisit. Uh, yeah, my friend was, he worked for a dominatrix. Yes, you did tell me. Yes, and he worked in like the cleanest, mm-hmm. the cleanest places in New York are sex dungeons. Well, they, they would have to be. Yeah, you got to keep it tidy. But like you could eat off the floor of a sex dungeon. Well, sometimes people do. That's exactly. So you have to keep everything very uh, medical grade cleanliness. You know, everything is disinfected. Walls are wiped down. There's, Mm. you know, constant cleaning going on. And yeah, so he worked for the woman in the sex dungeon. And then he got some play on the side because she was a dominatrix. Mm. And high powered people would come to see her. And there was like one CEO who all he wanted was for her to pop balloons in front of him. That was all. And she makes a good living on that. I would gladly pay me a thousand bucks for an hour's worth of balloon popping. Absolutely. In a second, wouldn't you do that? With I'd be a sex worker. Look, if you're terrible. out there, Patrick is looking for a new job. And if you work in a it. sex dungeon, you know what? Throw both of it. us on the pile. We could do like a twofer thing. Yeah. And we'll split a yearly salary. I'm sure the perks and the benefits are, are good. We, they would have to be. The health insurance, just to keep us clean and, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Healthy in yes, in you've got to have a stipend, a beauty stipend to keep things yeah lasered Mm -hmm. tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, Okay, yeah. Yeah. And I did ask him. Did I tell you this? I was like, "What's so?" He worked for the dominatrix, but he was also her sub. So I said, "What's the kinkiest thing you ever did with her?" (laughs) Did I tell you about this? He said, "Well, the worst, the hardest thing." He was up for anything. He'll do anything. And he said the thing he doesn't ever need to do again was he laid down on the ground and she was like, I've always wanted to try this. And she put an absorbent pad on his face and she peed on it. And he was like, that was like being waterboarded. So I I don't need to do that again. But, you know, just peed on his face. I saw mommy pee on Santa Claus. In a dungeon underneath 14th Street. Yeah. I can't. <laughs> I don't like anything urine-related. Well, first of all, if someone said lay down on this floor and then put a maxi pad over my face, I, I immediately would get up. Because nothing, no matter what is inside of her coming out at me is going to be good in any way. It's not I like just, she's filled with like cream pudding I just and it's going to come out and I'm really hungry. There's because, only several things that can come out. Because None that, of them I want. 
Maxi pads have a sticky side to them, you know, to adhere. And I just picture somebody sticking something to your face and be like, no, no, we're done here. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. Keep the money. I, I, but then I, you're staring right at it. You're staring right into it, watching it come at you. Well, not if you have a maxi pad across your eyes. You can't I, see anything. Why wouldn't it be? Is she His not whole face was mouth? covered. In a maxi pad? How big is the maxi pad? Well, I mean, maybe she put more than one. <laughs> well, I don't know. I have more questions. Now I have to reach out to him and ask That's him. either a really big vagina or, or just, a really small he head. He just said absorbent pad. So this could have been a sham wow. For all I know. I don't know. Nice. You know, so maybe it wasn't just a maxi pad. There are details of the story that are missing because I blacked out once he told me the story. I didn't hear anything else. <laughs> Why did he go with it? So he was a little curious? He was into No, it's a, he was her sub, so he had to do whatever she wanted. Mm. I mean, he was employed by her and he was, was getting some on the side. That is the best mm. job of all the jobs. And I really want you to consider sending your resume to this place. Mm. After that, no. I'm sure they're on LinkedIn. Oh, I'll just do it now. Linked up. Yeah. Kinked in. Link this. <laughs> yes. Would you share Marcus with another person for six months if it meant that you wouldn't have to what? put up? Yeah, that's what it is. It's, well, you take a third, I guess. Thrupples. Like, like, a, like a rental? Yeah. Well, for 13 years, they've been living like this. 13 years, there's been a third in their, their marriage. Mm. And this was the 80s, so there's probably a lot of cocaine involved. I don't. It seems like a lot of work. I'm okay. Oh, okay. I'm going to move on. Are you sure? Yeah. Is it because of the absorbent pad? It really is. Like, I can't think, <laughs> I can't, I mean, like, I just. <laughs> Do you want me to reach out to him and get more details? So, like, if you put the maxi pad, like, if you didn't cover my eyes. Mm-hmm. I think that you I'd don't looking, see what's coming. But then I look directly at your vagina and whatever is going to come Well, out. first of all, remember that you're coming at this from a gay man's perspective. So right. you don't want to see that to begin with. All right. I'm going to call you're my therapist pervert. before you read this thing. Okay. All right, go. The Los Angeles Times, February 4th, 1980. It was a Monday. Mm. Here we go. go. Sex is okay, but never on Sunday. Dear Abby... I am a happily married woman, 22, and Mike is wonderful, healthy, robust, masculine man of 25. We've been married a little over a year, and I have a problem I can't ask anyone else about. It has to do with sex. Mike has a big appetite for sex, but I am not complaining. It's his timing that bothers me. He always wants to make love on Sunday morning before Mass. Abby, I know that love within marriage is not a sin, but for some silly reason, I just hate to go to mass right after having sex. Lately, I've been putting my husband off, but I feel guilty about that. Do you think I should postpone the lovemaking until after mass? Or keep telling myself I have no reason to feel guilty over it? And just and just to try to get over and just to try to get over that feeling. What's wrong with me? Signed Maggie in Manhattan. Mm. Dear Maggie. Your problem is rooted in the notion that sex is sinful. You grew up believing it, and even though you're married and there is nothing to feel guilty about, you're still programmed to equate sex with sin. Talk to a priest or a psychiatrist, but try the priest first. It's cheaper. 
Oh. Looking for a bargain. Ever frugal, Fanny. Yeah, because what you should do is you should always talk to your priest about sex. Yeah, because they, they are the right people to talk to about right. this thing. They know they know more about it than most. Their partners are usually younger. That would have been even better if, if you were like, well, I've had him, and I've had him before mass, so... Right, but only... And I also had him before the age of 10. Oh, God! <laughs> I also had him before mass, but before 10 years old. Yeah. Well, now that he's married to you, he's getting his, his sexy, sexy time in now and before mass. Now that he's older and he's hairier, I really don't like him. No, just pass him on. Yeah. Yeah. Do you Welcome have a to son? the Epstein house. <laughs> Do you have a son? Ew. <laughs> Keep trying until you get someone and then bring him over here. That is the most Catholic <clears throat> letter ever. We're guilty before we've even done anything. Everybody's guilty of something. We're all assholes and this we all hate ourselves. Off. Yeah, I'm going to put this off. No, I think it's timing is right on point because then you can do that and then you go to mass and you cleanse yourself. I thought she was going to say his timing's off. Like, he likes to have sex after Mexican food. Brokeback timing. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, it's... I had Indian and now he wants to fuck me in my butt. Ew! So that's the kind of letter that I thought we were getting at. That's the kind of letter we should be reading. Right. Because all the like, listeners know. We're going to mass. <laughs> we have way like, too many fecal fascinations. <laughs> well, yes, that is a very um, a Catholic thing to do. I mean, did you guilty. and Jim wake up and have sex before I'm mass? I'm in the room. I'm not. Mass. The idea. <laughs> I have not stepped. I like that the, the thing that I'm taking away from this is the idea that I would have stepped foot in a church. Right. And it's been, it's been a minute. I feel like if I do that now, I'm going to turn into a pillar of salt. Oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah. Oh, then you could probably go to uh, that restaurant that we went to. Oh, that was, yes. That had the chicken avocado. Salt, it was a salt, salt salad, salad with some chicken and some right. avocado. Yeah. On the side. Yeah. Oh, it was the good though when I went back. And That's I great. tried again. That's great. It was a good time. Um, were you raised? You were raised Catholic, though. Uh-huh. Don't you feel like you have not? Well, I don't know, sexually, just in general. <clears throat> don't you have residual guilt for everything that you do ever? Yeah. Yeah. But I have a therapist. Exactly, and he's a priest. <laughs> he was a priest. Amen. All, wow. Well, all men. Because of now, I was having a hard time deciding on the grab bag stuff because. You could go in 20 different directions, but given that we are a urine forward episode, are I we? do have, well, it seems to be after the talk of the the absorbable ShamWow urine oh, right. situation, um, that I have an article that that sort of fits the theme of that, if I can find it. Oh, here we go. It's, it's appropriate for where I am from. This comes from the Napa Valley Register in Napa, California, January 25th, 1972, a Tuesday. Now, it's the Napa Valley Register, but it's about my people. The title, Boston people don't urinate, they go to the bathroom. Dear Ann Landis, I'm a traveling man and an inveterate newspaper reader. Your column is a must for me, and I read it all over the country. Sometimes I read it twice a day when I'm on the road. This is what I am writing about. Can you solve a riddle for me? Recently, I was in Detroit and caught you in the free in the free press. The column that morning was about a young guy who couldn't urinate unless he was alone. He was very worried because he was about to be inducted into the army, and he knew he'd never have any privacy there. That same morning, I flew to Boston from Detroit and picked up the Herald Traveler at the hotel. 
I read the same column I had read in the Detroit paper, but the language was different. It didn't say anything about the guy's inability to urinate. It said he was afraid to go to the bathroom. Do you write different answers for certain papers? Please explain. Signed, a road rat. Dear Road, the very same column is sent to all client papers. Each editor handles it as he sees fit. It might be that nobody in Boston urinates. They only go to the bathroom. And, and I went back and I found the article about the guy who was afraid to pee. But more importantly, it's colloquialisms. And it's true in Boston. We don't say urinate. We say go to the bathroom. Just like every soda is called Coke. Mm-hmm. It, it's the like, product. So your mom doesn't get it from the table. She's like, I got to go take a dump. Well, yes, she does. Well, everybody, this was, it happened at Thanksgiving. They came and spent Thanksgiving with us. About an hour later, she was like, all right, everybody, I'll be back in about 10 minutes. I got to go take a dump. I'm going to go drop the kids off at the pool. Just very graphic. Just very graphic. And then went in the other room and just went, and everybody was uncomfortable. Well, because your dad turned, he's like, I really like this part, and mutes it. (laughs) My family is very funny about bathroom stuff, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Names are now changed to protect the innocent because this oh. is funny. It is not my parents, but uh, there is a person I know, and this is a Boston thing. We're all very private, at least in our family, about when it comes to bathroom etiquette. There is, you know, if you got to drop the kids off, you got to be real quiet about it. Run into like the woods and and be alone rather than go in somebody's house. If you got to take a dump. And this was a conversation I had with my mother about somebody that we both know today. First of all, she travels with V.I. Poo in her purse. What's that? This is my aunt. Uh, V.I. Poo is a, a, a like a spray. It's a toilet spray that you put in the toilet before you even go. So it's like preemptive smelling. So you spray some V.I. Poo in the toilet before you go to do your business and you do your your doodads, and everything smells like lavender. <laughs> but so she travels with VI poo, but has crazy anxiety around going to the bathroom in anybody else's house for fear that that toilet is going to clog up. Which I do feel like is a legitimate fear. I have that fear. If you're in somebody else's house and you're like, "Oh, I gotta go," and you gotta go go, I would be terrified of a clogged toilet. I mean, there are ways around that. Well, there's plungers in people's homes and they keep them nearby and all that stuff. And However... That, and if you know how to turn the water off, then it... Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. It will drain on its own. Well, it stops it so that you can stop it before there's a huge problem. Well, I'm going to have to share that with her because here is her contingency plan and it's entirely serious. If she were in somebody else's house and she had to take a dump and for any reason there was a clog situation... She said she would remove it and put it in her purse. <laughs> Are you okay? Why? And is then that... you bring the stink into the middle of the right. room in your purse. So now she's dragged it from one room to the next, <laughs> probably to the next, because usually the bathroom is not right by a door. No. Like, oh, pardon me, I'm just going to go right here. It's like drag it through the living room, through the dining room, through the backyard. Do you take it outside? Do you do you find a reason to suddenly run screaming from the house with a bag, a purse, a purse full of shit? Listen, it's called, 
the bathroom <laughs> for you to get. It's you're yeah, not, but it, if you're in somebody else's home, and God forbid it were to clog. Now uh-huh. you just say you don't know because I didn't know about the option of turning off the water. Mm-hmm. What is your contingency plan My if it's conting- not turning off the well, water? First of all, everybody knows what happens in the bathroom. So, but like, nobody expects like, I can't to believe do that. he went to the bathroom in our bathroom. <laughs> Can you believe that? I can't believe he took a shit in my house. Yeah, that's what it's there for. Yeah, but there's an embarrassment factor. What's you don't em- want people to know that you've taken a dump in their home. I also don't want to shit in your chair, so I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'd rather shit in the chair. Like. She, it's really great when she comes over, except for every time she shits in my chair. Well, I don't think that that this person has figured out that her contingency plan has but a, what, an after spill effect. Okay, first of all, number one, you can. Would have been your funnier if you started by saying number two. Number two, <laughs> if you flushed right after you did number two, therefore you reduce the risk of clogging. Oh, before before a. Unless, paper what's, unless what's coming out of you is just like a like demon spawn, like dino dung. <laughs> what like is it's just, it? just like like by the time she gets up to check the toilet bowl, it's like she's already sitting on top of it like a total ad <laughs> campaign. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it takes one hundred bowls. <laughs> she's just balancing. She's like, on Whoa, t- that's oh, a lot of turd. That's a lot of fiber. Oh my god, that's also a big purse. Hi kids, just no one go in there. And she just keeps going back and from the from the yeah. bathroom to the backyard. It also explains to me why she carries a tote bag everywhere. <laughs> That's true. Like, why do you always have a garbage bag? Clown <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is it's like a Mary Poppins, a Mary Poppins bag. bag. She just don't it, mind me. <laughs> and she she takes out her umbrella and she takes out her spoonful of sugar and her, oh my god, who took a dump in my bag? Who dropped a turd in Mary Poppins' purse? It just she does always carry a tote bag, though. I would always carry a garbage bag if that were my contingency plan. I don't understand how that's a smart idea. So then she's got None shit under her smart. nails. Oh yeah, but that's called taking one for the team. Is it? Well, does she do her nails when she's done? I I, I would burn my hands. How many times does this happen? This has not happened yet. This is just the contingency so plan that what, she's put into place. So for what, 50 years, she's taken her purse to the bathroom in anticipation that she might embarrass herself. Have to take a dump in it, yes. By clogging it. Mm-hmm. So maybe she's an aggressive wiper and she just just does not know how to clean her ass correctly. And doesn't know how to, to use less toilet paper. Correct. But, you know, everybody in my family buys single ply. So <sighs> I know, I know, I'm upset with them too. Ugh. Are we done with our articles? <laughs> well, I can't think of a better time <laughs> to loop my mother in on this because we have some questions for her. So can you give me the ticker tape, please? It's time. It's time for the moth report. It's time to call my mother and find out what the weather is like where she's standing and if she poops in public. I'm sure she's really going to appreciate this specific moth report. Here we go. Oh, do you, do you want to say anything to her first? She loved it when you swore at her, by the way. Oh, then she'll like it when I slap her. <laughs> Hello? Say it. Hello? Oh, hello. Is that you, Patty? No, that was me. Hello? Is that you, Patty? I don't feel right. Hello, Patrick. 
I want I want Patrick to talk to you more. I feel like you have to have more of a connection emotionally. So, you know, I just thought I'd have him be the one to say hello to you first. Hi, how are you? I appreciate that. I'm good. I'm good. Just uh, waiting for the snow to start. uh, Looks like it's going to snow, but it's freezing up. Did you get your milk and bread? I got milk and bread. It's like... There's no bread left in Massachusetts because ever since the blizzard of 78, people flood the supermarkets when they hear this a snowstorm coming. But who it's eats so bread anymore? That's what I want to know. I do, I do. And what do you do with it when you bring it well, home? What do you like, do? You know, What's in the toilet? These are the disaster things. You've got to have milk, bread, eggs, and flour. You can make anything if you've got those ingredients. But if there's a disaster and you can't refrigerate these things, what good does the milk do? I don't know, but I'll think of a reason. Uh, <laughs> no, I don't know. I don't know. They can put it outside. It'll keep. Look, I Good need to heaven. ask you something. And now, yes. uh, this is kind of, this is, uh, there's a heavy oh, topic that's being discussed here. And I just, oh, God. I want you to, to answer it as delicately as you want. Can you go uh-huh. to the bathroom in public? <laughs> Wait a minute. And do Boston people use the word urinate or the term go to the bathroom? Go to the bathroom. Exactly. Ann Landers was right. I just don't like that word, urine. But I don't want to say it. I just don't <laughs> then why did you name me Erin? It's so close to the word. Erin, <laughs> Erin. Yeah, Erin. you right. Erin McGuire. Erin McGuire. Not using your middle name. <laughs> first up, Erin McGuire. Well, you did tell me that my middle name was supposed to be my first name and that one day in, in like when I was a teenager, she turned to me and said to me, I don't like your name. I didn't mean to name you that. I should have named you Caroline. I was, I was crazy after I had kids. I don't know what happened to me. I lost my mind. Um, and now I'm so, in McGuire, so I hope you're happy. I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm um, sorry. I, I'm not going to lie. I shared a story with Patty about a person that we both know, and everything, all names have, have been kept um, anonymous. Uh-huh. Um, okay. About someone's contingency plan. If they had to go to the bathroom in somebody else's home and clogged this up their toilet. This all came up because I went to the Stop and Shop this morning and had an issue. Uh, but we won't go there. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm recovering. and uh, She's traumatized. <laughs> the kids came. I made pancakes for everybody. and uh, They kicked it, in at the Stop and Shop. <laughs> the, the pancakes kicked in right when she was shopping. <laughs> Oh. But we won't go there, will we, Aaron? No, we won't. I wouldn't even dream of it. So here we no. go. So we're I'm going the in. Lady. I, you are the weather lady. This is true. Then, do you want to tell us what the weather is like where you're where you're pooping? Is it shitty? <laughs> <laughs> are there golden showers outside? <laughs> no, we're just we're just waiting for the first storm of the season. The weather's wacky, though. It's, it's like a, f- a friend of mine, Andre, told me that they had eight inches of snow in Southern California over Thanksgiving. So, so a friend of yours, crazy. Andre, is, yes, he's is my this new friend. your? He's your new friend because he's your biggest fan. I love him, and uh, he he came up with weather when I needed it. So, and and they don't even have any snow plows in Southern California. I mean, go figure. The weather's crazy. It snowed how much in Southern California? Eight inches on Thanksgiving, and now they're talking anywhere between five and fifteen where we are here. 
So well, that w- that's to be expected. To be they're, they're giving themselves a wide berth there. So we would we don't know what will end up happening, but looking forward to it. But the supermarkets are insane. A Five and fifteen is a is a very wide berth. That that makes that a, a lot of difference there. That's a foot difference. Yeah, yes, that's a lot is. of sewing. <laughs> um, Patrick believes we we were talking about a nativity and that you should not put the Jesus out before the 25th. And he says, but if that is the case, we need a pregnant Mary up until the 25th. Oh, dear. I know. Then we're getting technical. Oh, dear. Uh, Yeah, yeah, I know. But, uh, oh, my goodness, I don't know. Uh, Every time I've ever seen them, it's, uh, you know, like we usually had one in the town until people started complaining, which is the way things go now. But it was was a, a, or as you say, a nativity. I, I don't understand it. You sound like... You have an accent, but it's nativity. 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 I don't call it a nativity. I call it a nativity. Yeah, but you also but, say both and can't, so you're not exactly an accurate person to give me some good, you know, lessons I, I on know. how to I, pronounce I think, things. I don't know where you came from. I really don't. You're not of <laughs> see? This see? That was the other discussion that we had. She doesn't know where I came from. I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus. Uh Uh-huh. Well, there you go. So, okay. So the weather is, what can we expect from the week? Well, I think you're going to get some snow, too. You're going to get a few inches of snow. It looks Uh, like snow outside. It does. It's all gray. Uh, Yeah, I think it's coming, but uh, it's It's just exciting because it's the first one of the season. And And then we can start hating it after that. Then it turns gray. Yeah, I know. The minute it turns brown, which is like a half an hour after, uh, it's not pretty anymore. Are you talking about your aunt? So... <laughs> so, well, but anyhow, I hope humbug. you all had a good Thanksgiving. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yes, you did. You were with us. And I ate to my heart's content. Amen, sister. And when I came home, the first thing I did was I went out and bought some eggnog. <laughs> oh, God. This is her I know. season for it. She gets light eggnog. When you look at the side, the ingredients on the side... Egg is nowhere near there. Well, get it. it's just a lot of sugar. It's corn syrup. You're drinking I don't know liquid if corn eggs in it at all. Frankly. Well, corn syrup is liquid. Yeah, there's no eggs in it. There's nothing real that you're putting in your body. I'm. <laughs> they they walked past a dozen eggs, but uh, I don't think there's any egg <laughs> content in them at all. It's all nog, no egg. Damn it. Yes. I hope <laughs> that you enjoy your time with your hoodsie, and um, we want to thank you. All right, yeah, well, we man. thank you very much for this week's Moth Report. My pleasure. My pleasure. I look forward to talking to you again. Bye, Patty. Bye. Bye, Jim. Bye. Enjoy your Bye, eggnog. Bye, urine. Bye, urine. Oh, my God. <laughs> we love you guys. Love you. Urine. My mother just called me urine. I always to ask if she would uh, give Jim a massage. Oh, oh, next week. Stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode, Would My Mother Massage My Husband? Turn over, Jim. Ew. Oh, Jim, you're so tense in the groinal. Re- oh. I can't even, I can't. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm I aborting my, the mission on I this one. I dropped my gum. Ew. <laughs> Let me go get it. Gum. Stop it. Stop it, Patrick, right now. I will take this pie away, and I will go upstairs, and this podcast will be over. All right. You're in Maguire, signing off. All right. Um. Oh, oh, how have we made it already? Is it time? 
four. A listener mail, listener mail. Put a shimmer on your face, listener mail. Don't gonna rub your husband with my hands. Please turn over and I'll put your fingers in. Oh. What? Wow. I don't. Well, I. I feel uncomfortable. So I'm going. I feel uncomfortable with two fingers in too. The only way to make myself a little less uncomfortable is to read some listener mail this week. And by the way, we only have one this week, but with good reason, (laughs) I'm not going to lie. We only have one listener mail this week because the topic was such a hot button issue for me that I felt the need to sort of expound upon this topic and and let it ride. Expound. (laughs) Yes, I'm, I guess, expound yourself the whole way. I wish I could. I know you do. Otherwise, you'd never leave the house. Oh! So we have one little piece of uh, listener mail, very important. Uh, would you like to read it, or would you like I should read it? Oh, I'll read it. Do it. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. This just in. Holiday movie dilemma. Dear Pod. With the Christmas season upon us, I have been seeing more and more of the holiday movies being advertised. I love the classics and cannot wait to see them every year. Here is my dilemma. My dear wife is a Hallmark Channel junkie and is constantly watching the Candace Cameron Bure movies, who in my opinion should have been hung up, should have hung it up after Full House. There is no classic that they show on this channel, and each movie seems like the same thing over and over again. Should I just bite the bullet? And give in to these awful movies, or should I demand to have the classics aired in my house, such as The Grinch or the all-time best Christmas movie, Die Hard? Nothing says Christmas than a good watch of Ho-Ho Hans Gruber getting tossed off a Nakatomi Tower by Santa himself, John McClane. And if you aren't a Die Hard fan, certainly you must be watching Gremlins every year, right after Rudolph. Even Gizmo is is a better actor than Candy. Please let me know quickly as I can't handle Candy's fake happiness. Sign me, Roy, retired LAPD. Mm-hmm. I sh- you should answer. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm curious. And for the record, I didn't realize that you pronounced it Bure. I've been calling her Bure. <laughs> like Potabure? <laughs> Maybe Cameron. it is. Hey, Bure. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, she's none of my business. Right. Dear Roy, Candace Cameron certainly has cornered the market with such stellar performances and such holiday classics as Switched at Christmas, Christmas Under Wraps, Christmas Detour, A Shoe Addict's Christmas, My Brother Kirk the Misogynistic Homophobe is Coming Home for Christmas, Holiday Jail Time with Aunt Becky, At Least I Got Jesus at Christmas, Under the Mistletoe with Christ, or my personal favorite, I Couldn't Act My Way Out of a Christmas Tree Bag. I hate to be the one to break it to you, but... Your wife has terrible taste. Does she buy the holiday sweaters, not ironically? Is her favorite Christmas album by the Olsen twins when they were 10? Does she wear antler headbands and light up necklaces? Does she answer the phone with ho, 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 and she's not a sex worker? If you answered yes to all these questions, then your wife is addicted to crap. You know, there here is something to consider. Not everyone has excellent taste in fashion, home decor, my sister's case, men, And of course, movies. Your wife is trapped in a holiday movie nightmare. She's numbing herself like a meth addict at the 50th Street subway station, and Candace, a.k.a. Candy, is her fix. You need to wrap your wife in the true holiday spirit. 
I suggest pouring her a nice tall glass of eggnog with just enough alcohol that she starts calling your kids by your dog's names. Sit her down, tie her hands with plaid ribbon so she can't adjust the remote, and have her binge watch Die Hard, Gremlins, Planes, and Trains, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, Christmas Vacation, The Ref, It's a Wonderful Life, and Scrooged. If she doesn't laugh, then start to pray. She must realize she has been fed a diet of Tory spelling movie trash, and she must be handled like my Uncle Dick when he gets handsy under the mistletoe. Ask her if she'd like to be alone in a squad car on Christmas. You must consider yourself the holiday Ianla Van Zant and get your baby girl off that holiday crack. <laughs> Ianla Van Zant was worked into your Strikes again. <laughs> yes, yeah, she's always right there. I am Ianla Van Zant, and I am here. To help you. I I feel like she she's like a snake handler. <laughs> you have been healed. I am I on love and zant. Uh wait, what was the title of Aunt <coughs> Becky's like a very jailed jailbird Christmas? What was the title of <laughs> I really would like that? Oh, you mean holiday jail time with Aunt Becky? There it is. Holiday jail time with Aunt Becky. That is so good. And that could really be made by the Hallmark uh well, at least the CW, maybe. Uh, <laughs> and I'm sorry, Scrooged is one of the best. That's my must-watch movies of of Christmas. I love Scrooged. It's great. When you said that, I always forget that it's in my list. And then somebody says it, and I'm like, yes, Scrooged, must have. Love it. Classic mm-hmm. Bill Murray. Well, here is what, before I delve into what should and shouldn't be viewed around Christmas time, let's see what Anne has to say about this very topic. Get comfortable. Dear Roy, anyone who thinks Die Hard is a Christmas movie should be tied to a chair and forced to watch every Hallmark Christmas movie clockwork orange style until their eyes bleed. This is an annual argument in my household. The moment Thanksgiving is over, my Jules declares it's Christmas time and whips out his VHS copy of Die Hard. When did we, as a people, decide this was a Christmas tradition? Even Bruce Willis himself has come out as saying Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. And I'm sure he could use the residuals. The character of John McClane will not go down in history as a classic Christmas hero like Scrooge or Rudolph or Frosty. Old Man Potter and Scott Farkas are Christmas villains, not Hans Gruber and his band of German albinos. Bedford Falls is a setting for a classic Christmas tale, not Nakatomi Plaza. By the way, when the hell did any business have their company party on Christmas Eve? I cry shenanigans. The fact that this story takes place on Christmas is coincidental. It may as well be St. Patrick's Day. There's only... There's not... There's not one awkward family dinner scene or quirky, precocious child. Things that are required of all classic Christmas movies. Instead, there's machine guns and blood and a middle-aged man saying, yippee ki motherfucker. <laughs> How many of your Christmases end in a family gathering around the fireplace with a glass of eggnog while Uncle Jim reads the children a timeless Christmas story that ends with, and I heard John McClane whisper into his walkie-talkie, yippee ki motherfucker, and to all a good night. If you get diehard, then your wife has every right to watch every crappy Hallmark Christmas movie starring Candace Cameron and Tori Spelling and Danica McKella and Patricia Heaton and any other random Q-level celeb trying to make SAG insurance minimums. 
You should be forced to watch Lacey Chabert play an independent woman with a non-committal boyfriend who suddenly meets a charming guy who understands the importance of holidays with family. Your wife should require you to view Christy Swanson's transformation from hard-edged businesswoman to Christmas-loving gal. And yes, you should be tied to a chair and ball-gagged as you watch Candace Cameron Bure, Bure <laughs> play twin sisters who decide to switch lives at Christmas. When it comes to your wife's annual viewing traditions, take some inspiration from your favorite Christmas movie. Do as Hans Gruber's right-hand man Fritz did and bite the bullet. And... When you Google Candace Cameron, whatever her last name is, <laughs> and those, I start ticking off what movie she's been in. I'm like, what the? F-? It's as if they're like, they were at like a like a brainstorm meeting, like Christmas mistletoe. I like shoes. Christmas mistletoe shoes, perfect. <laughs> just just throw words together <laughs> and throw Candace Cameron in Wreath, it. Candle. Well, Hallmark, Candle Wreath Girl. Hallmark makes like 200-something movies a year, and they have the formula, which is always like independent woman, doesn't need a man, falls in love with a man. Wow, we didn't see that one coming. Mm-hmm. Everybody's having a happy boxing day. Mm-hmm. You just plug in a woman, a man, a trope, and a, a holiday, and then you're good to go. It's a Hallmark Christmas movie. Correct. Yes. It's the it's a, it's a like a farmer's market of... of um, cinematic choices yeah it's like the uh it's like that those christmas villages where you walk through you're like i definitely don't want anything here and you walk out with 500 bucks worth of shitty ornaments that are made from somebody's like oh i made this out of a a beer bottle i don't like candace cameron enough to watch full house much less a whole hallmark movie or uh several of them but the argument for me on this one was Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Now, have you watched Die Hard? I have watched Die Hard, not in a long time, because yeah. I... Because it's not Christmas. Well, I don't... The, I, the Christmas movies, I don't really watch too many of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, Charlie Brown Christmas. It's not a Christmas movie, though. Charlie Die Brown Hard Christmas. is not a Christmas movie. No, it happens to take place on Christmas. Thank you. Darlene, saw, Darlene loves in it, who sings, Baby, Please Come Home. <laughs> Watch it again just for that. I'm gonna watch it with whole new eyes if Darlene Love is in it. Um, yes, it just the, <clears throat> the setting is Christmas, but people have somehow decided in their lives that this is what they have to watch every year. The family gathers around and watches Die Hard. Gremlins is not a Christmas movie because it. Oh, oh well, this is awkward. Sorry. Are you? Are you? Did just work? Did Bruce Willis just text you and say it's not a Christmas movie? Yes. Okay. He, this was in the height of his career, too. This was his moonlighting era. Was it? Yes. He still had all of his hair. Well, as much as he ever had to begin with. Oh, God. I know. But it's not a Christmas movie. I stand by this, and it is an argument within my family. Well, What are they- the things that you have to watch every year? Every year, Christmas rolls around, so you have to watch... Charlie Brown Christmas. Charlie Brown. Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Necessary. At some point, it's a wonderful life. Yes. Um, Family Stone. Ew! What? With a classic Diane Keaton meltdown and a chunky turtleneck. <laughs> this family is all together, I and we're gonna love, love it. You. And I'm gonna cry on the kitchen floor. 
and then I'm going to die. Mm-hmm. That, did you <clears> just <throat> clean up and put stuff in the pie? <laughs> really? Really? Did you just? All right. Well, it was your crumbs. I'm cleaning up after your kids. Oh, we're going to eat. We're going in. We're eating the rest of this pie. Fine. I'll just eat it now. Um, no, also necessary, Emma Otter's Jug Band Christmas. What is that? Excuse me? You've never seen Emmett Otter's Jug Band Christmas? Well, if I just asked you what it was. Stop it. Stop it right now. And stop it that you've never seen it because now we have to watch it. Well, Not right now. I have things to do. Well, you're staying long next week. If you want to be an employee of the Pineapple Ranch. I'm okay. It is required viewing for you to see. This is my childhood. Oh, Emmett Otter. And uh, Sesame Street Christmas. Never saw it. Oh, Jesus. No wonder you're dead inside. Want some pie? Uh, yeah. No, those are things that I have to watch every year. Sesame Street Christmas, Emma Otter's Jog Band Christmas, Scrooged, necessary. Right. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, timeless. I mean, also, every I loved National Lampoon's movies. When they're, when they're freaking out at the end and... And everybody's, you know, all of the the SWAT team is team is coming in through the windows, and their their house is getting raided. And Beverly D'Angelo just grabs Chevy Chase's crotch, and she's in that freeze, and then she has to shake the guy's hand, and she takes her hand off of his. I just like that's a Christmas movie to me. That was so funny. I feel like you wouldn't do that now. You just couldn't grab somebody's crotch in a movie. It's a shame. It is a shame. I think um, Jim and I are Margot and Todd. Yes, you are. We are absolutely. Why is the carpet all wet? Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margot. We are that Christmas. Their Christmas, where they're like in the the tinfoil jogging suits. That is our. That's going to be our year this year because we want to just be alone. So we're oh. going to be and childless and crying. Sad. Why is the carpet all wet, Todd? Remember when they load up the eggnog with rum and he's like, it's good, it's good. <laughs> I say that a lot. Oh, speaking of rum and eggnog, <gasps> it's time for oh, specialty. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we are behind the eight ball here at the Pineapple Ranch. Instead, it's time yeah. for oh, specialty cup. Tell listener cup, listener <laughs> cup, cup mail, specialty mail. Why mail don't is you so take your clothes your off, Jim, and I'll rub, rub your, butt your butt until you rub come your butt, rub you. This is one of our raunchiest episodes yet, ladies and gentlemen, so I feel like the only way that we can gild this lily is with a jingle bell. Jingle bell. That is right, G-I-N-G-L-E bell. G-I-N-G-L-E bell Created by Mr. Ben Jeffrey Proprietor of the Hakuna Hut Smack in the heart of old Broadway For the gin gold bell You will need two ounces of gin One half ounce of elderflower liqueur 
Liqueur. One half ounce of dry vermouth. All right. Two to three dashes of Peychaud's bitters. Okay. You want to shake it with some ice. You want to serve it into a chilled martini glass. Oh, God. And yes, while you're there, garnish it with a cranberry oh. or two. Oh. Double cran. Oh. So here's some tasting notes. The Jingle Bell is an old holiday favorite at the Hakuna Hunt. This is true. This is one of my absolute faves. The holiday cocktail season tends to be dominated by beverages on the overly sweet end of the spectrum. Great if you're 19 and hate the taste of alcohol, but less interesting to those of us if you actually enjoy liqueur. Liqueur. If you're a gin lover, this is for you. Elderflower liqueur pairs nicely with the botanicals and a good gin and dry vermouth keeps it from being too sweet. Peychaud's bitters, always a delicious addition to a cocktail, tie the flavors together beautifully, and as an added bonus, it gives the drink a festive deep pink color. Whatever holiday you celebrate, the Gin Bell is sure to be a welcome guest. You want to use a really good gin, just like Ina Garden always uses the really good mayonnaise. I've been watching her holiday specials so that I can get ideas of things to make, and then I realize I can't afford anything of what she makes. She says, oh, you know, I just like to put out a couple of good bowls of Marcona almonds. Do you know how much Marcona almonds are? I would have I to not. give a liver at Whole Foods to get, like, a half a cup of Marcona almonds. What? Why? What? I don't know. The, they must be gold or something. Marcona almonds? On a Marcona almond, I saw them at Whole Foods little small cup of them 19 bucks i was like go scratch i'm gonna have the crap almonds from from shop right and no one will be any the wiser no one will know so ina garden up yours and your marcona almonds and merry christmas to you this will be the jink oh. but look at how pretty oh it is it's pink. Oh, it's like it looks like a Cosmo, shit. but it's not. It might trick you. And we got a couple of cranberries just floating around in there, waiting to not be eaten. Cause you ever bite into a raw cranberry? <laughs> I like don't care what ails you. Cheers. Chin chin. Happy holly gaze. Oh god, oh, it's so good. Shit. This is a gin-forward beverage, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. Ooh. That'll cure what ails you. I'll say. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, Patrick is touching his nipples. And so this makes it an extra special cocktail that makes you want to touch yourself inappropriately. Or if you're a mother who massages her son, makes you want to touch him inappropriately. Until too. completion. Stop it! Um, I'm watching the Holiday Baking Championship on TV a lot because I love to watch other people bake very complicated things. Which one is it? It's a seasonal there are several. Yeah, there's a lot of different different ones. I just have the DVR set and I let it play, but I am I have no idea who's competing against there's who. There's a British Bake Bake. Oh no, there's holiday, that. I have to watch which that. Is fantastic. But then there's Christmas Nailed It. Then yes. there's like Sugar. Well, something. there's Slate It. It's called Slate It. Oh. Mm. Just for the the season seasonal. I got it. Do you know why I applied to it? Because you're terrible. Yes. And I haven't been accepted yet, so I feel like I might need to reapply. Well, I think you should, and then you should just say how terrible you are at throwing a throw on your couch. I know, but you need to actually give visual proof, and that I think that's the part that freaks me out, is because they were like, you have to have video of yourself cooking something, uh -huh. baking something. Open up your fridge, pull out a brick of cheese, cut it, and put it on a cracker and say, this is this my This is finest. as much as I can do. Yeah. Maybe I should have <clears> simplified. I tried to make eclairs to show them. But then you feel like you're messing up for the sake of messing up when the truth is I don't need to try to mess up. How do you fuck up an eclair? 
oh, you can fuck that up. That's pot of shit. But I'm, I don't read directions ahead of making something. Mm-hmm. I don't look at the big picture. I let it unfold in front of me. And this always happens when I go to make it. I'll always get halfway down and it's like, soak the cashews overnight. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm already halfway through making this and I didn't read ahead. And now I have to stop everything I'm doing, soak the cashews overnight. Well, but I mean, I'm I guess made... I, could, I could soak them for half an hour. That's probably the same thing. That's basically what I do. And then I'm surprised when something goes wrong. But I don't know what happened last year. You weren't at the Christmas party last year. Was this like before we were like hanging out, hanging out? And we had a Christmas party last year. And I was like, I'm going to make, I'm going to make a holiday cake. I want to make a centerpiece. And it's my time. And I'm going to do this. And it was like three layers. And so I went on and found the most complicated fucking cake to make. And it was like gingerbread eggnog. I followed the instructions to the letter. I put the cake in the little pans and they came out. It was like a pancake. It was only about a quarter inch thick. Mm, These things should have been three inches at least. And I don't know what I did wrong. So I don't know what the hell. And I, but I refuse to step away from trying this. So I'm doing this again this year. Mm-hmm. But this year, somebody asked me online because I have so many epic fails and I put them on Instagram all the time because they're pretty legendary. That Christmas cake was amazing. It was terrible. People ate it anyway. But I tried it. It took me three tries to make it. And it still wasn't good. And then at the end of it, you had to make some sort of like a white chocolate drip. And I did that. And it came out gray. I can give you a white chocolate drip. I, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm real good, thanks. <laughs>